0: You're listening to the Alliance Theater Podcast, an exploration of theater and the people who make it happen. Hosted by Arielle Tenter and Ansley Ursary. Welcome to the Alliance Theater Podcast. My name is Ariel Tenter.
1: And I'm Ansley Ursery, And
0: Ansley is gonna be our new co-host. And we're so excited. with the edition of Ansley we're going to do much of the same some interviews some fun tidbits where we're playing around with the format of the show so if anyone is listening and has any feedback we'd love to hear it podcast at alliance theater.org so now on to our special guest so we have here Courtney Collins Hello. and if her name sounds familiar it's because she's been in a bunch of Alliance shows including The Prom, Cinderella and Fella, Gala Girls, Jacques Brel, into the Woods, managing Maxine, and she most recently premiered on the Prom. Like you made your your debut, I
2: did. As I did Mrs. my Broadway Green. debut. Was that
1: everything it everything you had hoped and dreamed?
2: It was everything. Oh, my, it checked all the boxes. It checked every every box. I had the whole like soup to nuts Broadway experience with that show because we were nominated for seven Tonys and got a Drama Desk, and oh, it was just it, we were on talk shows and the Macy's Day parade and just did everything. It was just a beautiful, beautiful, fabulous this chunk of my life.
0: And you were originating a role. Yes. That had uh, never been on Broadway or elsewhere other than the Alliance. Yeah. So what was that like creating a new
2: character? Oh, it was great. And you know, it was interesting um, to, to see the transformation from when we did it at the Alliance mm-hmm. to where it what happened when we actually got on Broadway, and when the the work that we did in the lab before we went to Broadway it was sort of the in between, where they incorporated all the things that they learned about the show from the Alliance run, and um, uh, you know since it was the Alliance run was the first time they actually saw the musical full fledged, you know and and fleshed out with costumes and lights and scenery and and choreography and everything, and um, and so they learned a lot. And they made a lot of changes, not only to um, the songs, to some of the songs, but mainly to the story, as an uh, the arc of the story. And my character, in particular, um, became more more um, real and more fleshed out. Um, to overuse that, you know, little <laughs> adjective, um, but but it be- it was exciting for me to be able to sort of grow with that character, and for mm-hmm. the for them to take parts of of whatever I brought to it and use it you know, for the, for the Broadway run. So it was fun.
1: It's cool too, because you, you were kind of the villain, right? Well, but
2: if you, there, if you have to <laughs> use that term, yeah.
1: But you, you antagonist, the antagonist, there's a
2: much. more. <laughs> there always needs to
0: be one for a good musical, right? Oh, you have to have it.
2: Yeah. And you
1: brought this realness and you created an empathy around this woman's story that I think is important for people to relate to. That the
2: was, ring. I think, uh, something that they really um, saw from the alliance run. That they saw that, you know, w- they didn't want to alienate anyone by making um, my character, who was was yes, the villain and or antagonist. something like a, the antagonist, yeah. <laughs> and they didn't want to alienate people who were who identified with that character. Mm. You know, so they. S- not softened her, but they they showed her story more. They, you know, they showed where she was coming from, where her her rigidness and and her you know whatever her imperfections mm-hmm. originated mm-hmm. from, and and so we can we could understand her, and and uh, they wanted people to you know come to the show from all places in in America and and feel equally um, accepted and equally made fun of. Yeah. So, you know, they even, like, the, the, the main characters, the, the yeah. you know, that were... Nobody they, they, was safe. Nobody was safe. What,
0: what, what side of the political divide that you fall on. Yes. Which I love. I do, too. Because everyone, yeah, there's, everyone has something that you can yeah. make fun of. Uh-huh.
2: Everybody yeah. was poked at. So, mm-hmm. you know, Bob Martin is such an incredible writer. And um, he, you know, it's, it's interesting because he's Canadian. Mm. so it was fun for him to sort of learn and he of course was learning I was trying to tell them all about um, being a prom mom so that was something that I was able to bring to the table there was a line in it during at one of the labs that was said um, where she's where my character Mrs. Green says to her daughter um, this is the most important night of your life and they're like, that's too dramatic. And I'm like, no, it is not. Because at that time, I had a, a junior in high school. And I was like, w- of course, that is how we feel. We've, we've brought these little things up. And it is like, it is a, sort of their coming out party as, as a little pretend adult, you know. They're going on this big date. They're getting dressed up. And it's a big deal to the parents. And that's how they would feel. It's certainly somebody, you know, like her from a, from a small town. It's a big thing.
0: Did, did you enjoy prom? Did you enjoy
2: going to prom? Oh, I yes, I left going to prom. I just went with like friends. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I but I did get the German measles at my prom. Wait. Me and my <laughs> prom date, who was one of my best friends in high school, Clay Allen, got the German measles cuz the people wherever we were eating dinner, the people who um were there like hosting the dinner were from another high school and they had to just had this epidemic of German measles and we got it because our vaccines had had been you know, canceled or whatever weren't weren't long enough, and so we got it, and then we gave it to everybody in our school. Oh my god! They had to vaccinate our whole school because that's a of us. Power
1: move. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Exactly. But also, what what are the German measles? I know. How yeah, are they different yeah. How is how's American- it different?
2: They're painful. <laughs> they're painful, and they're like whelps, and like you get fever oh. with them, and and like you you can't focus for days, and you're just kind of out of it. Oh. Wow. It, it's just a measles that you can get. They're an, an uh, up until that point an, an unvaccinated strain of a uh, measles.
1: And you're still able to look back fondly at your prom. Yeah. Yes, With that, well, I had fun, but I mean the measles special.
2: didn't come until after. Where did you grow up? Here in, in Sandy Springs. Yeah, oh, nice. my my kids went to my high school. Born the high school bread. that I went. Born and bred.
1: I and you went to Juilliard. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you've you. It, I was away for a long time. Self-made performer you
2: yeah I mean that's all I, I did it from forever you know I studied when I was in so started studying voice when I was 16 and getting into theater and then I went to college underwent to my undergraduate um with this, I was a voice major but then I fell in love with theater mm-hmm. and kind of ended up getting a double major and then I went to Juilliard mm-hmm. um after that because I was like I don't want to be an opera singer I don't I want to be an actor mm-hmm. and so aren't you glad it. you made that change yeah I am I I wouldn't have been a very good opera singer I didn't have the discipline for that.
1: It seems serious. It seems like a lot. Can I ask, um, you've had a, a wild career. I've been on Broadway. Ooh, now. Off-Broadway, <laughs> you've toured. have done, done all I, of
2: that. I've done off-off-off-Broadway. Off-off, never going to be on Broadway. <laughs> and oh. you've,
1: got a, you're, you've got this cabaret returning that oh, was such a hit so before and fun. is such a hit now. What's been the, the prize jewel of your path?
2: Of, the, of my theatrical path?
1: Yeah. And then personal, I would ask too. Um,
2: well, personal, of course, my my prize jewel is being a mom to my boys. Yeah. That is truly, like, I'm so glad I didn't miss that because I could have. And it's so interesting, um, when I was in New York, initi- right after I graduated from, from Juilliard and I went working and that was, you know, you're, 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 you put yourself out there and I did... You know I got close to some Broadway shows just didn't get them and then I would do a go do a tour and be on tour making money and then I'd be like oh I got to go back I got to do Shakespeare that's what I studied so I'd go go back do a little Shakespeare and make you know nothing doing an off-Broadway Shakespeare or whatever and I'd go back on tour because I needed money and so I was always kind of in and out and I'd go to regional theater and Broadway and off-broadway and then shows everybody had these things oh yo know, it's going to go to Broadway. These Broadway producers, it's so like waiting for Guffman. Every show you do, <laughs> the producers are coming to see it. You know. And, but I mean, of course, we all, and you never know what will take and what won't. Mm-hmm. But um, while I was there, at the time when I, when I was uh, working in New York, um, the first time, people, w- I didn't see a lot of people having what I wanted to have, which is a family. And to be a working mother on Broadway, that did not exist when I and so I did not have mentors like that. Um, We have that here in Atlanta, which is so Mm -hmm. cool. All of the actors, you're able to have a family life, and you can have kids, and you can you can have a life. And um, at that point, and and they of course it happens in New York too, but at that point, I just didn't have my mentors were all, um, you know, older crazy women (laughs) that had lots of cats. And lived in small apartments, but great right. careers, but like mm-hmm. not, like walked around with birds on their shoulders. And I, I was just like, "Oh, it's not where I see myself, so I wanted to have a family. I didn't know that I wanted to be married, but I knew, I knew that souls were supposed to pass through me. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that is a gorgeous yeah. way to say that. I just
2: knew it that. So I would say that having fulfilled that was, is the greatest part of my life. How and then are de- your boys they are 20. Almost 20 and 22.
1: Oh, man. So you get so, to see them like self actualizing now. Yes. Which oh, is it's cool. amazing
2: yeah. to see how their personalities started when they were little mm. and then to watch them becoming like growing into their personalities and sort of filling out themselves. They're funny. Yeah. They're funny.
1: Icing on the cake. Oh, they make yeah. me
2: laugh. Yeah, they
1: got your quick. jeans. They yes. got my jeans. Yes. <laughs> they were listening. <laughs> they yeah, were listening. They were listening. They were paying
2: attention. So, but Crowning jewel yeah. for like um, for theatrically, I I am so moment to moment. It's always you know whatever I'm working on at the time, mm-hmm. and I love um, this home for the holidays show. The ability to, to to be able to do this this cabaret here is such a wonderful um, venue for me personally because I wrote it. And I feel like it expresses everything that I want to say at the time about the holidays and about my feelings about people and about how, you know, my whole uh, message in this is what I've been just really grappling with for the past year. I just really want everybody to reach across the aisle and to, because I think we live in a world everyone's so angry right now, and of course we have great reason to be, but but everybody's so angry that we're so angry that we're not listening to each other and i don't think anything's going to happen there's no peace that's going to happen until we can sit down and have conversations with each other.
0: Courtney, the last time I spent some time
2: with you was
0: I came over to your house. Yes you did. And we did this really great video and I hung out with your dogs and your cat.
2: It's such a great video. It was so fun. Thank you so much for that. I mean it is I have gotten so many, so many lovely comments from that video. It's just that's really nice. I
0: I love that it's a peace and time yeah and so at that point you were probably a week or two from leaving your home in sandy springs to going to rehearsals for the prom yeah and i remember you saying you were very nervous about leaving you know your family to go and do this show so i'm curious about how that process was, and, and how, did you, how did you juggle those two things? Because that's major, is mm. having a life here and having mm-hmm. a life in New York.
2: Oh, yeah. That, I, was, that was, I was so concerned about that. And my, my son, Spencer, was a senior in high school while I was gone. The way I handled it is I talked to everybody every day. I checked in. Mm-hmm. I, would, I walked to rehearsal every day. I walked to the theater once the show opened. Every day I walked from my apartment to the theater, which was about 20 blocks, which is about a mile. So I had a good, I gave myself a good, you know, hour to to talk to them. The great thing is that I heard from my friends is I probably talked to my senior in high school more than they talked to their kids who were actually in their house. How interesting. Because I remember when my oldest son was in a senior in high school, basically, you know, it was the grunt, <laughs> monosyllabic grunting. You're like, how was your day? Good. <laughs> What's going on? Nothing. <laughs> Where are you going? Ugh, out. <laughs> So, yeah. Spencer had to actually, you know, speak to me, have have in f- sentences. Mm-hmm.
0: So, would you think that th- being away from your family was the hardest thing about being on Broadway, or were there other things that you didn't realize that happened? Oh,
2: I'll tell you what. Uh, Broadway is no joke. Mm-hmm. or and anything or any long run of a play after I did national tours where I did a, a, like a nine month stretch and, a, and an eleven month stretch. it is so um, it's just consistent and it's joyful. It's As you know, it is great to work, and especially if you can work on Broadway, it's the, the pinnacle, it's the best work you can get as an actor, but it is so consistent. It is never-ending, and the marketing never stops, so you are always, always um, working to promote the show. Um, so, like, I mean, the, you know, when you we do a late-night talk show, um, it, which is filmed at you know six o'clock or whatever then we will have to go in in the morning or the you know the morning of a night that we have a show you're all day all day filming this thing with lots of takes and lots of takes and lots of takes and then you go home and then you go do a show and then you go to two more shows and then two more shows the next day and so then on Monday your day off you know if you are not doing any promotional things then you just basically sit in your apartment and drool (laughs) If you're my age. Now the the kids were able to go and I mean they would go take class once they kinda got into it. They were amazing. But um it it's just that was that was eye opening for me is mm-hmm. that it is a never ending you know, you've they've exhausted their New York audience. Now they gotta go appeal to the people in Iowa who are coming or to this convention or that convention mm-hmm. of people. So they gotta keep filling those a thousand, one thousand seats every night. Right. And keep the you know, keep the the word out there. Keep yeah. it fresh.
1: I feel like in order to be an actor, you have to have a strength of character that um, I think a lot of other people are maybe scared to to surrender to. And because you, you're putting yourself out there. You're constantly having to like chug your own brand yes, and everything. And so yes. I'm curious. Really well said. <laughs> what, what do you think your secret sauce has been? And I know there's no secret. I think there's a lot of, like, a lot of inner work that probably goes into that. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just curious to know what your journey of that side of things looks like. And not just the sexy Broadway side. That's such a great question. What's what's your secret sauce? The
2: secret (laughs) sauce is is the work. You know, because when I love to do nothing or I love to have time to do no- which mm-hmm. for my doing nothing I'm making jewelry or I'm cooking or I'm creating something else mm-hmm. and I love that 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 is not something um that is put on the line you know and judged or whatever not that it's judged not that actors are judged but that people can go oh I like that or I didn't like that like there's like that that's a that's the part that makes me want to crawl back into my shell because mm-hmm. I, I am, um, there is an introverted side of me that I, there is that I have to kind of gear up even for this one woman show that you know I wrote. Um, every night I was talking to my friend Jolynn Burks, who is my musical director and piano player, and she's so amazing
1: and lifelong, long time Life lifelong right? friends
2: since we were eighteen years old. And I said, you know, it's so crazy. I said, I still have to talk to myself before I go on and go, come on, okay, Courtney. You, it's there. It's okay. You can do this. You know, I have to like buff myself up. To, like right I'm before the door, they before the, the <laughs> tongue. I have to like re- imagine. I have to be the person that the people want to see, mm-hmm. which is you know. I just have to. It's a switch that kind of has to turn on, and it's not a fake person. It's just a more. Um, the up leveled version up leveled version yes like, yes, yeah. it's like it's like the the decibel, um the eight or the right, ten yeah. once this show's over um I you know we auditioned for other things. I had an audition this morning. Mm-hmm. the thing is just the the stories like i the, this this play that I read and so I wanted to come in and audition for that because the It's a story that I oh I got to tell I would love to tell that story you know and I think that we we are storytellers that's our that's our job and as you said it's they're important their stories they're important to put out there for people to see and to hopefully um, make an impact these playwrights have done such beautiful work and I can't I'm not really a writer I'm more of an interpreter and I just love that I love. that's, that's just so creative to me.
1: It's like mm-hmm. passing another soul through you. It yeah. is, it is. Mm-hmm. And,
2: and in, in a way that's, that's part of it too, is that it's not me there. It's like, I'm speaking other people's words and I, I love morphing into that, that person. Um, and just changing. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. Mm-hmm. And, and with other people, you know, who are, who are morphing into their people.
0: It's so it's magical. It, right? it, it's <laughs> it it's is. magic. It is
2: magic. Yeah. It's ma- it is, and and I I think that's that's why actors do it too, is because you get to sh- you s- you feel this energy that the story kind of takes on its on its own sort of life. Mm-hmm. One reason when I f- fell in love with theater at Converse College, Hayward Ellis was my my theater teacher, and he said, you know, theater has three ingredients: you have the you have the play, you have the actors, and you have the audience. You cannot have a theater theatrical experience without all three of those you know you can have a play that just sits in a book Somewhere and people read it. It's not the same. You can't read Shakespeare and get the same out of it. You have to hear it spoken. Mm-hmm. You have to have the actors who will actually do it, and you have to have the audience to receive it and to add. And it is. I mean, there's there's a reason that that theater came from um, from religion, from you know ancient Greece and from the that whole you know theater Dionysian theater and all of that. It 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 was a religion. It was you know it is my religion yeah yeah, (laughs) it's going to church when I go to when I go to see a play I go out there in in a great great piece of theater I come out and I feel like I've been to been to church
0: um I know from your Instagram that your dressing room on Broadway was tiny how was that spending time like as you know when you're a little bit more introverted before you go on stage spending your time with Caitlin, Kinnanen uh, yes. and Izzy McCalla. Oh, uh-huh.
2: it was so much fun. So you know as I was in the dressing room with these two darling millennial girls and they taught me so much. Um so the Long Acre Theater is really really small. And no no one like none of those none of the other stars had their own private dressing rooms. Beth and Angie were together and Brooks and Chris were were together and everybody was and then the you know ensemble was all stuffed in. We were all stuffed in like sardines. But we all, which made us closer, because we all had to get along, and you had to really choreograph your entrances and exits and the ways that you got to your places. And there's lots of stairs involved and high heels and, mm. and inevitably bunions. <laughs> 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 um, bunions on Broadway. Yeah. Bunions on Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> it's a hello, Broadway bunions. <laughs> it was great. It, the, our dressing room was so much fun, and um, you know, we we just had had hijinks in there every night and we had this our wonderful dresser Mikey Piscatelli It's so fabulous he was such a, a part of it all and um it was it was our our way that we stayed sane through the exhaustion of mm-hmm. all of that um and to get through to get through you know all those shows in a row and um that was the only way we could do it is just by just being crazy backstage yeah. and, which we, we were. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and recently you had Izzy McCalla at your house, Izzy right? Izzy stayed
2: with me for the weekend. She was a mystery guest on my show. So I have mystery guests every night on my show. And she was my Saturday night mystery guest. So she she came on Friday and she left yesterday. So it was great oh, to I be reunited that. with her.
0: And you had a whole prom homecoming. Yes. With all the fans, right? Oh
2: my goodness. We had 12 prom fans who came from um, Delaware and Florida and New Jersey and, and all, and uh, different parts of Georgia, Louisville, Georgia, and Columbus and Ackworth. And so, all of these fans that we knew, we got to know so well in New York, these wonderful, wonderful people who um, whose lives were really changed and really uh, deeply affected by the story of the prom. I they love were so. That. They were so great. It was, a jo- it was a joyous reunion, so it was good.
0: So you're doing a holiday cabaret. Yes. So you're the queen of holidays, basically. Yes. So I <laughs> want to <queen>. know, <laughs> what is your least favorite
2: Christmas song? Um, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Oof. yeah. That's my least favorite. I, I don't know why. It just kind of uh, makes me...
1: I think the singer feels that way, too. I like, did he too. almost sounds resentful. He, he does. I mean, yeah. He was like, he this does. is a paycheck, but not yeah. a passion project. Yeah.
2: No, you're right. It was a paycheck project. <laughs> it was like, and then his, and his grandmother is, you know, rolling in her grave right now. <laughs> still. So
0: still. Every yes. year, we're yeah. reminded that she, she died. <laughs> I hope she
2: haunts him.
1: 45 minutes on your day oh off. Gosh, thank you perfect. so much you're for being thank uh, here. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you for having me. All right. So after the holiday season we have a very exciting show we do called maybe happy ending
0: which is a gorgeous musical direct from korea Um, it was in korean it's now translated to english it's a essentially a korean robot love story so while it's about robots it's, it's really more about what it means to be human and the american premiere it's never been done in this country Mm -hmm. with hopes of
1: Broadway we'll see and it's um (laughs) one of the reviews from one of the previous productions overseas on Broadway world or something the the critic said that if you miss this show it's a decision you'll regret for the rest of your life
0: wow that is (laughs) that is a heavy statement and I don't want to disappoint this person <laughs> I don't want to disappoint all. myself yeah that too but uh, but that person too yeah um, yeah. it's it's just it's. we promise you it's going to be like nothing you've ever seen on this stage or in on any stages really yeah and
1: I'm telling you you won't want to miss it alliancetheater.org slash maybe
0: you've been listening to the Alliance Theatre Podcast for updates and new episodes visit us at alliancetheater.org slash podcast have a question comment, or an idea for a future episode, email us at podcast at alliancetheater.org.